welcome to the BC Heritage Fair's interview cast. On this podcast, we'll be sharing interviews with our students about their projects. This is episode 21, the final episode of season one, featuring our 2022 Provincial Fair interviews. We conclude this season with Tosca's project on Viola Desmond. Tosca is interviewed by Alumni Council Coordinator Keelan. You can view Tosca's project at bcheritagefairsalumni.wordpress.com slash 2022-virtual. Today, I will be telling you about Viola Desmond. Viola Irene Davis Desmond was born July 6, 1914 in Halifax, Nova Scotia. Growing up, she noticed the absence of hair and skin products for black women and set out to change that. In her young 30s, she opened her own beauty salon called Vi's Beauty Salon and her own beauty school called the Desmond School of Beauty Culture. In 1946, she went on a business trip when all of a sudden her car broke down in a small town called New Glasgow. While her car was being repaired, Viola decided to treat herself by going to the movies. So she went to the Roseland Theatre. The Roseland Theatre is a racially segregated theatre, which meant the black people had to sit on on a balcony and the white people sat on the main floor. Viola decided to buy a ticket for the main floor choosing to be close to the screen due to her poor eyesight, but was sold a ticket for the balcony. Either way, she decided to sit on the main floor. A few minutes later, the theater manager came in and asked Viola to leave, but she refused to leave. So the theater manager had no choice but to call the police who then took Viola to jail overnight. The court said they had to arrest her because she didn't pay the one cent fee to sit at the bottom of the theater, but in reality it was because of racial discrimination. In 1965, Viola died at the young age of 50. In 2010, the Lieutenant Governor of Canada pardoned Viola Desmond. In 2016, the Canadian Bank announced that Viola Desmond would be on the $10 bill and the first Canadian woman to stand alone on a banknote. In 2018, she was put on the bill and the bill was put into circulation. In 2019, she was awarded the Canadian Historic Persons Award. Awesome job, Tasia. Um, I really like your presentation. And I think that uh, one part I liked the most was the pictures that you put on your poster board. Um, I know you talked about the $10 bill a little bit. Do you wanna just talk to me a little bit more about some of the pictures that you have on your board? Yeah, okay, so right here, this is the $10 bill. Um, over here, this is a part of Viola's family. These are a couple of, some of the graduates from her beauty school. This is one of the beauty products she made, and it says, especially blended to enhance dark complexions. This is her beside her husband. Right here and there are her in her beauty salon. And these are two photos of Viola when she was younger. And over here, that's the Roseland Theater. And see, this is the balcony, and that's the main floor. And also, this is my um, heritage stamp that I drew uh, about Viola Desmond. Cool. I love your heritage stamp. Do you want to tell me a little bit about your stamp and kind of what the the Uh, parts of your stamp are? Yeah, so this is the $10 bill. Behind it, I drew the Canadian flag and a movie projector. 
because of the incident from the movies. Um, here I drew um, some hands and then uh, here's like Black Lives Matter and then I wrote Viola Desmond at the bottom. Awesome. I'm so glad that you got to do both the Heritage Stamp and the Heritage Fair project. Um, and you did it on the same topic, which is cool. So you really showed how much you know about it. Um, so I know kind of with what happens in research a lot is that it's sometimes difficult to find information, but I think that you did a really great job of highlighting some of the information in your project. Um, but with that in mind, did you run into any challenges uh, while researching your project and how did you kind of overcome those? Um, well, one of the challenges was like finding a lot of different information because a lot of the information was just mainly on the incident at the Rosen Theater, like finding information about her childhood and her family. Yeah, I think that's good. And it's always good to include that stuff too. So you kind of get a bigger picture of, of um, kind of her life story and how that impacted who she was later down the line. Um, I know that it was a really big kind of event for Canadian history when she got put on the $10 bill. What do you think the impact of that was, uh, both kind of from a historical perspective and also kind of on our lives now? I don't think many people realized what happened and how that helped, like, people realize, like, that it doesn't matter if people are separated or not. And when she got put on the $10 bill, I think more people started realizing about like how racism was bad back then. People couldn't even sit in like the same spot in a restaurant or in a theater. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. And I think it's a great way to kind of bring awareness to the topic a little bit um, so that we can continue to learn on it and how we can improve issues like that. Um, do you think during your research that it changed your perspective on the issue of racial discrimination or anything like that, um, that you had previously to that you have now? Yeah, like I obviously knew racial discrimination was like a problem, but yeah, it made me realize like how bad it was back then and how much it's improved. For sure. It's always nice to look back on kind of the the not necessarily bright parts of history because they're really important lessons that we can learn from that. Um, so can you tell me a little bit about what resource or research sources you use specifically and how you determined if they were reliable or not? Yeah, so I use like the internet quite a lot because I couldn't really find many books on her, but some of the main resources on the internet that I used were, um, the Canadian Encyclopedia, um, Britannica, Canada. I used a little bit of Wikipedia. I used a book that my teacher had in our class. It was Black History. I'm not quite sure who wrote it, but yeah, that had a lot of information and detail about her childhood in it. So that was good. Mm -hmm. It's nice that you used a variety of different resources to make sure that they can confirm each other and stuff like that to just make sure they're reliable. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about the layout of your project and like maybe why you chose to use the colors you did or the little design elements that you did? Yeah, so this is like my introduction, um, the incident at the Rosalind Theater, her legacy, and my conclusion. And these are like this, these are my two kind of middle paragraphs, like who is she? What did she do? How did that affect people? And then I used the color purple 
Um, the $10 bill is kind of like a purpley blue. And I use the stars for like, I got the idea from like a movie theater. And then I just thought it would be fun to add some cool, colorful little touches. Mm -hmm, that's awesome. I think it's super cool that you decided to use purple because of the $10 bill. I didn't really think about that, but it makes a lot of sense now. Um, so what kind of research skills did you learn while you were working on this project? And how do you think you're going to be able to use those in the future? I learned like I would read off the internet and collect important information. Then I put it in my paragraph. And then I would, you know, edit it and I would put more new information in it as in before I would kind of more just read everything through and kind of try to mem memorize things and kind of put it in all the paragraph and I think it's a lot easier if you read something and then put it in a paragraph or something like that and also like I used a lot of different resources this time and books and just learning about her that helps a lot and like reading about her a lot and yeah yeah I think that it's always nice when students do projects like this and then if if you end up doing heritage for next year you have all this these really good skills that you can use again and it kind of just keeps building like that you just keep getting better and better at doing research so it's a really cool skill to have um so why do you think it's important for people to learn about your project and maybe for specifically like your friends or people you know why do you think it's important for them to listen to you and hear about your project? Well, a lot of people don't know how harsh racial discrimination is all across the world. So it's good for them to realize that like racial discrimination was really bad back then and it's gotten better, but it's still not good. And it's good for them to realize that not everyone lives the same lives and has the same privileges as some of us do. Mm -hmm. I definitely agree. And I think this is one of the best ways to share it in this really creative way and to showcase how much you know about the topic, because I think it's super engaging for the people around you to listen to you uh, when you've worked so hard to research it. Just to kind of wrap up, is there anything that you'd like to tell me that I haven't asked you about or something really interesting that you learned when doing research, anything like that? Well, um, I think we pretty much covered it all, but just a little fun fact is she had nine other siblings and she was the youngest of her siblings. Okay, that is a lot of siblings. Do you know if any of the other siblings kind of went into social justice or anything like that, or is she kind of the main one? Uh, I don't really think so. Um, but yeah, I know her sister, Wanda Robson, she was like, on the news and a bunch of stuff and she was there when they announced about the $10 bill because she was there she's was the only living relative of Iowa Desmond oh, okay that's really cool that she could be there in person for it because it's really interesting yeah. and a nice feeling to see that your your sister has a really great legacy that you can carry on and it's yeah. great to know that there's students like you who are continuing to build her legacy by presenting on it yeah, so thank you so much, Tosca. I really enjoyed learning about it. And I really like the elements that you incorporated into your project. Um, and I really hope that you continue to do Heritage Fair and that we can continue to see how you use the skills that you used in this project for future projects too.
BC Heritage Fair Society is a nonprofit society based in BC, Canada, which transforms young historians into community leaders. This podcast is run by our alumni team. You can see more about our alumni at bcheritagefairsalumni.wordpress.com or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at BC Heritage Fairs. See you next time.